Episode 19 for November 2007, the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is brought to you by MailOrderComics.com. They want to be your monthly comic supplier of new issues, and they offer discounts from 38 up to 75% off Marvel, DC, and other new comics. And they ship around the world and have been in business for more than 10 years, so feel free to check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Well, welcome back, webheads. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Now, this is the third and final episode of our interview with Amazing Spider-Man writer Dan Slott. He continues to answer the dozens of questions from the Crawl Space message board, and we join the conversation where he talks about his least favorite villain, a.k.a. the senior citizen with wings. Uh, the Vulture. I, uh, and, and after I did that that clip for Illusion, and you can find a link yeah, for it at uh, Crawl Space. Um, <laughs> After after Brevoort saw that, he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to make you tell a vulture story. Now. <laughs> Did you like the vulture better when he was a kid? I mean, they de-aged him in the nineties. No, you didn't like no, him. De-aging, de-aging the vulture takes away <laughs> what makes him cool. Yeah, you know, it takes away the one thing about him that that makes him interesting, mm-hmm. which is he's the old man villain. Yeah, um, <laughs> de-aging is so the wrong way to go for the vulture. <laughs> My take on how to use the vulture is ignore him. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like you'll, you'll see, I, I use him in uh, Spidey Torch. Yeah. And you know, and I have the torch just kind of fly up to him and go. So you're you're an old man and you fly right <laughs> with those wings. Yeah. Whoosh whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> He's done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, that's everything. I, that's everything I pretty much have to say about that's the vulture. Classic. That said, when Brevoort told me that, a lot of times when you give me a challenge. When you when you stick me in a box and they think your way out, yeah. I was like, "Wait, you know what would be cool? What if the vulture was?" And I started immediately doing you're, that. You're going to write a vulture story, you know it. Probably now, yeah. Uh, I like him best as a member of the Sinister Six. Is how I yeah. think he works for the uh, DG DG Nettits, I think is how you say it. He says, "Hi, Dan. What, hey, what? Brad, I got a question. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're to grow on the phone. I'm just kind of curious because they're blessed." On the loudspeaker, so if you're hearing music, it's that's from that's from the stadium. Oh, okay, what are, <laughs> we're actually inside. Are they blaring out Michael Bublé? <laughs> uh, no, no, actually, they're not, <laughs> no, they're blaring out uh, "China Grove" by uh, the Doobie Brothers. Oh, okay, <laughs> so uh, I was kind of curious. No, I was I like, can... uh, before he said the next question, no, I, uh, I, I can hear fine. You're, you're good. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I just like, what the hell is that? I'm listening to it on their own iPod. It's all right. I so much want to see if you can hold it up to the speaker so I can do the Pee Wee Herman bit and go, the stars at night are big <laughs> and bright. <laughs> see what everyone will do. There you go. Uh, uh, I guess he says, Dan, welcome to the board. He says, thanks for the opportunity. Asked a question. How much effort is made to preserve the continuity of Amazing Spider-Man when new stories are considered? I think you kind of hit on that about Brevoort. He's kind of a stickler. Oh, he's just, yeah. Brevoort cares about continuity. Yeah. And, and I'm ready for the threads to start. 
best play the internet work. No, but seriously, he does. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. You know, everyone. I hear all these these people going, "Oh, Dan Slott knows his continuity. Dan Slott knows his continuity." Blah 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 blah. Tom Brevoort kicks my ass. Continuity. Yeah. Now is he the editor of Amazing Spider-Man? No, Steve Wacker. Steve Wacker. Okay, Steve gotcha. Wacker is the editor of Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, Tom's a group editor. Okay, gotcha. And he said, uh, his next question is, here's the... Oh, and let me tell you, Steve Wacker is really putting in the hours on this book. Awesome. This is a tough book to edit. No doubt. And he's he's doing, oh my God, it's amazing to work with him. Because you're dealing with like these four guys, you're dealing with, you know, greatest artist known to man, and you got to make this all work on a thrice-monthly schedule and keep all the trains running. Yeah. And oh my God! Give that man a raise. <laughs> Give him a raise. You know, put this man in charge of FEMA, and the world will be a better place. And his next question is: Here's the big one that pretty much influences most online debates. He says, "I know you can't give away future stories, so let me ask a general question: What's your opinion on the marriage of Mary Jane and Peter?" Mary Jane is a scroll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, you heard it here first, folks. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. I appreciate it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's the one that, you know, <laughs> yes, yes. You know, Scrully Jane is the one who sets yeah. the nuclear device, which which is uh, yeah. she got from Loki. And then, uh, come on, people. <laughs> well, what's your opinion on a married Peter Parker as a viable character? And the opinion on the spider marriage? Yes. Dear Mr. I Wish to Boycott the Book, <laughs> what do you feel? <laughs> you know, what's my opinion? Well, as somebody who's now written, like, I, I've written some stuff, like uh, Spidey Torch 5. There was a, uh, a Bagley short story I did in uh, Venom Supersize Number 1, where I, yeah, I got to play with married Mary Jane Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I feel about the marriage? Um, I have a lot of friends now who, who are married with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I see where all the passion comes from because like when I started reading Spider-Man, he was, he was in college yeah. and, and that's the Spider-Man I knew. Uh, well, I was reading, when I was reading Spider-Man, I was reading three books. I was reading, uh, Sp- Amazing Spider-Man, Marvel Tales and Marvel Team-Up. There was no Spectacular Spider-Man when I started reading Right. And I was able to perfectly figure out. Oh, and I was also reading the uh, the Kangaroo Pocket Books, <laughs> uh, comic Pocket Comics, which were, were those so were was, those reprints? I don't remember those. Yeah, okay. those were reprints. They, okay. they were little tiny digests. Okay. That started with Amazing Fantasy 15 and Amazing Spider-Man 1 and kept going up. Okay. So I was juggling four continuities of Spider-Man in my head as a kid, and I was able to follow it. So I was learning simultaneously. The Lee Ditko stuff, the the Lee Ramita senior stuff, and um, the uh, the Gil Kane Ross Andrew era, mm-hmm. at the same time as the Marvel team up stories, which fit wherever you can try to fit them. <laughs> so yeah, it was in, in my head that was like four completely. All these people, when you talk to the cons, they're like, "Why doesn't Marvel explain how everything works now? <laughs> Why aren't they mentioning World War Hulk and Silent War now? <laughs> Why isn't you know?" That, Dude, just wait. Wait till everything's done. Then you can fit them in the boxes, and then you can yeah. line them in a row. Just read the story. Um, See if you enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. It, as, as a kid, I was able to successfully juggle as an eight-year-old four different continuities of Spider-Man, yeah. and keep them all straight. Um, and in none of those were Spider-Man married. 
<laughs> the yeah. other four continuities that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, like, talk to Brevoort about stuff um, and talk to other, like, to Ty Templeton about stuff. And someone goes, you know that story you're referencing? That was 20 years ago. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. We're old. Yeah. And it makes me realize that all the fans, most of the fans who are reading comic books today, all they know is a Mary Peter Parker. Right. That's what they're familiar with. That's what they're comfortable with. Yeah. Is they're comfortable. They started, that's like 80s. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've been reading comics for the last 20 years, all you've known is a, made, is, is a, is a married Spider-Man. Yep. Um, and that's weird. <laughs> that would be like if all you knew was a married Superman, mm-hmm. you know, or a married yeah, anything. It's like it, it, if you knew like one weird version of continuity, like all you knew of the Flash was Wally West. Yeah. You'd go like, wow, <laughs> you don't think of Barry Allen as the Flash? <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you got to ask yourself, like, what what's at the heart of the character? Where is the character coming from? Um, there are some characters like the elongated man who's meant to be mm-hmm. the married character or Barry Allen and Iris that really feel like, yeah, this is the married couple. Yeah. Um, I don't, in, in my mind, that's not what's important about Spider-Man. Yeah. Everyone's worried about the marriage. I hear everyone worried about the marriage. We've heard Joe Quesada talk about the marriage. Yeah. Uh, we've seen fan reaction about the marriage. Um, and everyone's elevated the marriage to the most important thing about Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most important thing about Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Yeah. The most important thing about Spider-Man is who Peter Parker is, why he does what he does, and you know his powers, his villains, the, the whole Megillah. And Mary Jane is an aspect of that. Yeah. Of, of the Spider-Man mythos. Mm-hmm. This is not Lois and Clark with, uh, <laughs> with Dean Cain and, uh, and Desperate Housewives. Yeah. You know, it's Terry Hatcher. It's, this isn't that. That's not what this book is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Amazing Spider-Man. Um, I, I love Mary Jane. I think she's a great character. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I feel about the marriage? I It never, you know... It, it never really dawned on me, you know, the importance of the marriage to so many people. Yeah. Um, and it never dawned on me, you know, like how much I always assumed like if I was writing Spider-Man, it would it would be this Spider-Man. Right. It would be a married Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I I don't I <laughs> can't really yeah I'm waffling. We we can talk more when after the books come out about the marriage. What you really think a little bit more okay. too. Because, you know, people are, that's really where everyone's radar yeah, is right now. Yeah, that's what they're zoomed in on. Everyone's, think, yeah. everyone's thinking, talking, and and expressing their opinions about the marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, if I had to say one thing about it, it's that it's not it's not what's the key thing about Spider-Man. Yeah. It's not, I think, the giant thing everyone has made it into. Um, where, you know, I've heard Joe Casada say, in interviews, like, what do you do about the marriage? Mm-hmm. Like, if you divorce it, it makes Peter Parker a divorcee. If you kill her, it makes Peter Parker a widower. Yeah. And both those things make him very old. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. Um, um, I, I see his point mm-hmm. on those. Like, if you didn't have the marriage, I see his point. Yeah. Um, 
That's not to, you know, that's not to say anything because who knows right. what's going to happen at the end of one more day. Okay. Uh, Sam Kirby, who in his post is showing off his Spider-Man tattoo on his arm. <laughs> He, oh, <laughs> he says, uh, and now if he boycotts the book, he's going to look silly. <laughs> he's, the thing's on his arm for the rest of his I life. I tell you what, there's no Superman there, there's Spidey. Uh, just wondering if the, if there's a foreseeable future, or a near future idea of how long this three amazing Spideys a month will last, or is it just a trial and error basis? Are you guys on the long haul for this? With this going to be permanent? Till the end of time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let me tell you, it is a lot. I've, I've seen posts and people on the net going, wow, you know, this is so easy. Like Marvel's doing this for a buck. Mm-hmm. This is not easy. Yeah. It would be so much easier to do amazing and spec or web or friendly to, to have two other books um, and, and just have things run the way they always ran with whoever was doing amazing being the alpha dog mm-hmm. and the other the other two books trying to tell the best stories they could within that the freedom that that allowed yeah. knowing that whoever's on amazing could suddenly go well for this episode spider-man loses his arm it's chopped off you have to do the stories of one arm spider-man yeah. and then the other guys on spec and web go okay <laughs> <laughs> you know that's an easier way to do it yeah um we're not doing this because it's easy we're doing this because wow this is this this is the mountain to climb. Look, let's do this. Let's take this on. And and it means lots of conference calls. We're all talking on the phone together, or talking on the phone individually, calling each other at home, or email chains. Oh my God, yeah. you, you can't go a couple <laughs> days without getting emails from the other uh, Spidey guys yeah. or the Spidey editorial team. And we're all chiming in. And we're gearing up towards another conference where we're going to fly the uh, California guys up to New York again yeah. so we can all be in the room again. Okay. There is a lot of communication going on. Any any page of art that comes in, any draft of a story, um, script or plot or springboard, um, it's all looked at by everybody, mm-hmm. and we're all chiming in. We're all giving our notes. We're all working together really hard. Um, Whoever is the person who's who's holding the baton, who's telling their story, they still have, you know, they're still running the ship when they're doing that. You know, if someone said to me, you know, Dan, does Spider-Man have to fight five guys in that scene? It might work better with three. No, you know what? (laughs) I'm telling the story this month. He's fighting five guys. You know, because you're the you're the alpha dog this month. (laughs) No, but it's it's not gonna. It's your. This is your story, and we're not gonna. So it's a question about having not too many cooks. Yeah. It's a question about having this amazing support structure behind you mm-hmm. and this great think tank to draw on. Mm-hmm. Um, and also someone like pointing out, like, you know, if you had a – you'll watch a movie where someone gets shot yes. and, they're, and they're bleeding. Yeah. And then every time you cut back, if they had a poor continuity editor, the blood stain keeps moving or changing inside. <laughs> yeah. Right. You've seen those movies. Right. Um, sometimes a lot of stuff we do is like that, where, you know, like, oh, wait, you know, you know, that character, he, he lost a finger, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just want you to remind you that. Yeah. So when you write him next month, yeah, he's got to have four fingers. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Didn't see that in your plot. <laughs> sometimes it's stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work to make sure that there, that there is no alpha dog, yeah. that it is a support team 
and that, you know, when someone climbs to the top of the pyramid, the other guys are on the bottom. We're holding you up. Cool. That's awesome. And then we swap places next month. You know, but we're not, and just so there isn't any more misinformation, we're not doing what they did with Superman in the 90s. Okay. We're not, like, going, you write Chapter 1, you write Chapter 2, you write Chapter mm-hmm. 3. No, we're, we're, each guy is telling his story. That's cool. And if the story takes one, two, three issues, that's how many it takes. Yeah. And then it goes to the next guy telling their story. And we constantly have story threads and subplots and larger stories building through all the issues. Cool. We're on page two of the message board questions, two of two. Uh, we Ooh. have uh, Pamizard pa- pa- from New Jersey. He says, I'm a huge fan of Venom. I was wondering what it's like to write comics with Spider-Man fighting Venom. I don't think you've written one with Venom yet, have you? Um, I wrote... Um, I, you remember back in when they hadn't set up Venom yet and Spider-Man had the symbiote costume? Yeah. They did some subplots where <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man was going out at night yeah. while he was asleep. Okay. And they never really showed you what he did. Mm-hmm on those little nightly excursions. Uh-huh. He'd just come back in, fall back asleep, and the thing would slink off. Right. And I got to do a really fun story of one of those adventures. What, what, what um, book was that? With, uh, Venom Supersize Number 1. It's oh, Mark okay. Baggin. I have to look that um, one back up. What Spidey did? And the fun... Uh, what? what? What did Spidey did say? He said something. <laughs> uh, 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 did he just say he got to work with Mark Baggin? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> man, I would kill yeah, to work with Bagley. It, it was awesome. And, uh, Bagley's the cool, a man. Yeah, he is the man. He's, oh, the pages are beautiful. Uh, it's, it's from way back when in the 90s. And, uh, one of the nice things about it was since it was a hidden story, mm-hmm. um, it's an adventure that he gets to have with Gene DeWolf. Oh, cool. Uh, I was really, I was really, uh, pleased with it. It was a really nice story. So I've kind of written the, the symbiote. Yeah. Um, but, uh, who knows? Venom you know, we, uh, right now, in, cur- in current continuity, you have uh, Mac Gargan. Yeah. Uh, with the symbol. Not a big fan um, <laughs> of that version. Um, I, I liked I liked uh, some of the stuff the way McDuffie did with him and Beyond. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was very interesting. I, I like the idea that since um, since this, uh, a scorpion has Venom in it too. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah. That it's kind of neat that he's Venom, and that I liked one of the things that he did was he had Matt Gargan grow like a Venom scorpion tail, mm-hmm. you know, out of the symbiote. And I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. It would be neat to see that again. Yeah, but I want Eddie Brock back. That's just my personal opinion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dead Meat is the poster. He's from Dripping Springs, Texas. Is that anywhere near you, Spidey Dude? <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, it's actually near. Uh, I think it's near Austin. I believe. Okay. He says. For- so it's like direct, like eight, nine, ten hours away from me. Yeah. So. Actually, I'm closer to him now than I I would normally be. <laughs> I, I, I I love how big Texas is. I love how big America is. <laughs> uh, when I used to live in England, uh, there's one time um, where a friend of mine from America was visiting me, and I'd been living there for a while, and. My American accent, I hadn't quite had a British accent, but my American accent had kind of died down. And when I started talking with my friend again, my American accent picked back up. <laughs> and someone on the on the tube next to me said, oh, are you from America? I'm like, yeah. You know my mate Ian? He's from America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Ian. I know him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, dude, your country can fit in Rhode Island. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, my my favorite line is, "Do you know George Bush? <laughs> You're from Texas, huh? Do you know George Bush? No. Oh, oh. real close. Uh, George, my parents lived in Texas for a brief while, and uh, George Bush uh, Senior uh, moved a couple blocks away from my folks in uh, oh, wow. in, in Houston. Cool. Yeah, and. My dad came home one night, uh, and he was really scared, and he was talking to my mom, and he turned around this hard corner, and he hit the brakes. He almost hit the, the dog walkers who were walking Millie. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he was like, he was so scared. He's like, oh, my God, I almost ran over Millie. Wow. He's like worried what was going to happen. That would have happen. been front page uh, news, X- brother. <laughs> like the ex-CIA, uh, yeah. head of the CIA and wow. president's dog. Well, that's yeah, what happened to you. Your door. Yeah. That, Did you kill the dog? <laughs> <laughs> well, Millie was fine. He would be dead meat as like this poster dead meat. You like that segue? Okay. Was that all right? <laughs> Wonderful. Are you going to keep... I've totally forgotten how long we've been talking. We've been doing this for like five hours. Well, and I've been talking about probing. We're, we're on two hours and 24 minutes. We'll split this puppy up. Holy and, crap. We'll split it up into a couple if, if parts. you're still... If you're still listening to this, God bless you. We've talked about nothing. <laughs> anyway, dead meat. <laughs> Are you going to keep Spider-Man on the supernatural track of things, stories with Doc Strange, Demons, Magic, or since this is a brand new day, restart and put him back on the streets fighting regular criminals and villains like Green Goblin, Doc Ock, or will you try a bit of both? Okay. I'm now going to blow everything. He's going to the zombie room. Oh. That's going to be our new continuity. <laughs> Brand new zombie. It's the Reckoning War gonna... zombie version of Spider-Man. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to skip street time. <laughs> we're going to skip uh, mysticism. We were thinking about putting them on the Skrull home world for a there while. You, you know, we're having Spidey. Pins, <laughs> no, um, you, you're going to see a uh, you, you're going to see a far more traditional. Um, let me rephrase that. You're going to see uh, Spidey. In in like street crime yeah. kind of stuff, but that's not saying mystical stuff can't happen. Yeah. In fact, dot dot dot, but I can't say anymore. <laughs> uh, what is up with all these Texas people? This next one's from Austin, Texas. Web, <laughs> hey, web, we're trying to take over the world. I, I mean, hell, we're the we're the largest state in the freaking map. The, so you the know. website's based in Missouri. I'm going to have to start getting some show me people in here. Uh, Webhead six two three. He says, well, since someone already asked. My intended question of what do you think of the marriage? Who's your favorite, Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy? Well, he does say on the cover of Amazing Spider-Man, uh, you've killed the only woman I've ever loved. Oh. <laughs> when he's holding Gwen's body. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll screw it. I'll say Black Cat. Just to pick that there you go. Black, the black cat will love that comment. Yeah, we have a we have a we have a poster on the board named Black Cat. There, yeah, there's no good answer that can come to that question. <laughs> you say you say something and you get all the other people no. going, Tastes great, Les Phillips. Exactly. You know, it's like you're screwed. <laughs> you're screwed. I'm not walking into that <laughs> He also asked who, who is your favorite Spider Man artist of all time? Oh, wow. Well that's that's the easiest thing in the world to say. It's shouting me to see you. Wow. Cool. John, that that I don't even have to to blink. <laughs> John Romita Senior, because that's man, you don't that that's the Spider Man I grew up with. Yep. That's the Spider Man that was on every licensed property box, <laughs> you know, of any toy, yep. of of any cover, of anything. It was it was John Romita Senior, and there's no way to tell you this. Like when I when I went to Marvel uh, in the intern years. 
uh, I was only there for like a couple weeks. And this was back during the time where I thought I could draw a comic, where I had my artist portfolio and all my sample pages. And uh, there was a, a local convention. They don't have it anymore. We, um, and Marvel interns got to go free. You got our names put on a list and you know, got to waive the price of admission. And I knew John and me to see the list. What? <laughs> Can we get our names yeah. on this? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is some, this is some time ago. Yeah. And oh. uh, and I knew John Amuda Sr. was going to be there, and he was going to be uh, reviewing portfolios. So I brought my portfolio with me, and I stood in the line. And by, I get to the front of the line, I open it up, and he's about to look at it, and he's looking at me and going, don't I know you? <laughs> and I'm kind of being bashful and shrugging. I'm like, yeah. he's like, yeah, you're Danny, the intern. You're up at Marvel. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, you can show me this at Marvel. It's okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I'd probably show you now. <laughs> he's like, well, you know you can. I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay. Aww. And he's a nice guy in the room going over, going over the portfolio. And then from that day on, whenever he saw me at Marvel, he'd wait. He'd wait. That's awesome. He'd like, hey. yeah. He's just the nicest. You'll never meet anyone nicer in the industry. Than and it, his son anymore. seems just as nice too. Oh God, yeah, John Jr. Yeah. Is, is the, the 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 times of like you know talking, he's just so nice. Mm-hmm. Like first thing he's like, hey, I'm John Jr. I like you to meet my wife. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Know, it's like <laughs> nicest guy in the world. Uh, it just you, you know you hear stories, you know, and and people say never meet your hero. Yeah. Because they'll, they'll just disappoint you, and I have to say, with John Amita Jr. and uh, John the Ramitas, it's it is that is so not the <laughs> case. They will meet your expectations of what they should be. They're, they're wonderful That's people. That's cool. And uh, like when I was doing um, one of the earliest stories I sold was a, a Two Gun Kid story with Gil Kane. Yeah. And uh, they got Gil Kane to draw it, and Gil Kane is one of my heroes too. Mm-hmm. And I never got to talk to Gil Kane. Um, but he drew it, and it was beautiful, beautiful artwork, classic Gil Kane stuff. And as every page was coming in, I was so ecstatic, and I'd be running around the bullpen showing people, <laughs> like, look, I got a Gil Kane, two got kid page in, I got a Gil Kane. And some of the old-timers were, were still on staff, like Jack Abel, yeah. uh, George Russo, and I'd, I'd show it to some of the guys who'd been there forever, and um, some of the legends, and they'd, they'd look at me and go, oh, yeah, it's a really nice Gil Kane page. You know, he used to kick orphans and step on the necks of nuns. <laughs> you're like, you're like, wow. La, 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 la. I don't want to hear it. Shut up. You know, you know they, they're talking trash. You're like, yeah. like the guy was freaking, you know, oh, Ty Cobb or something. Yeah. And you're like, I, I don't want to know. I Just look at his work. Know. Just look at his work. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, sometimes that's the case. Like, you'll meet someone, you know, you'll get to work with someone who's a legend, and how are they supposed to measure yeah, up to, to you, you know, your hopes and dreams about who and what they are? Mm-hmm. But John Amin Sr., yeah. not the case. John Amin Sr. is just salt of the earth. Great what, guy. The, other, and, the other question Webhead has is, uh, what do you think of symbiotes? Um, yeah, like, like we covered this before. Yeah. It's like, the, you know, it's all what you do yep. with it. Um, but I do think you have to keep the number down. Yep. Um, w- w- back when they realized they had a hit with Venom, and then they spun it off in the carnage, and then he got uh, turqu- turquoise, aquamarine, yeah. purple, <laughs> yellow, green, red, and then, then, then the Venom with breasts. <laughs> yeah, wife, it's, it's, yeah. Oh, and, and and you know, I I liked the idea of like pretty much killing all of them and and making that one character hybrid. Yeah. 
Um, and then they created Toxin. I'm like, oh, chill. Oh, my God, yeah. it's happening yeah. again. You know, Lord knows someday I'll probably character. do that. What's funny, dude? I mean, I, I, I got to say, the Toxin's a good character. I, I actually like Toxin. He's the only symbiote I like. Yeah. I don't even like Venom. <laughs> I used to. After the cool factor wore off. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, Sorry. I think, yeah, with with the symbiotes, I think it's what you what you do about it, and what you do with them. Um, that said, um, you you have ideas and you put them in the idea bucket and little gems. Yeah. Um, I think one of the reasons She Hulk Four worked so well was I had so much stuff in the bucket, mm-hmm. like so much Spider Man stuff I always wanted to do or always wanted to say, um, and you just got to hit one after another, page after page, yeah. and I got to get a lot of that out of my system too in, in Spidey Torch. Um, that I've got a really good uh, symbiote bit awesome. that I've just been saving. <laughs> that um, this bit that once you hear it, you go, oh wow, of course that should work like this. Is that coming up in amazing? Where I, I, um, I, I don't, I, no plans for this bit oh, yeah. in the near future. But um, it's just, oh, I can't wait <laughs> to do that bit someday because it's one of those. Why didn't anybody think That's of this? Classic. You know, how could you not see that? <laughs> that if this is true and that's true, then how can this not be yeah. true? And, and I think those are the best bits you get awesome. um, when all the pieces are just sitting yeah. there and you put them together in that way. Like, well, of course, if you have the Spider-Mobile and it can drive up a wall, you do donuts on the field. <laughs> of course you do that. Why wouldn't yeah. you do that? His, you know, uh, Webhead's last question is, how do you feel about uh, Peter Parker, Spidey number 75, when uh, Norman Osborn was brought back, was that a mistake or a last-minute inspiration? Uh, I don't know what that means, but la- was that a last-minute uh, call? Desperation. desperation. I think you misspelled it. Yeah, desperation. Hmm. What do you think? Um, I think Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin, is one of the greatest Spider-Man villains of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a danger of when you do a story that kills a character and you make... See, everyone's so mad about bringing characters back. When you look at the early days, you look at, like, all the early Doctor Doom stories. Every damn Doctor Doom story ends with Doctor Doom dying. (laughs) Yeah. And then you come back to the next Doctor Doom story and be like, how did you survive? And then you get a two-panel flashback. I had a jetpack when I went through that cloud. (laughs) You know, I had a special trap door that I'd secretly planned. And it didn't think of it as Dr. Doom died. You thought of it as, it looked like Dr. Doom died. And then next issue, he came back. Mm -hmm. That's the way comics are. And over the years, it slowly became, someone's dead. And then everyone buys it. And then when the person comes back, everyone screams, ironically, murder. (laughs) How could you do that? How could you bring that guy back? It's comics. You're supposed to do that. And for a penny, and for a pound, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you, you know, but he was really dead. We saw the autopsy, and well, it was a scroll. It was an LMD. It was a blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, it, 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 the, the only problem is if you bring the character back and you don't bring them back well. Exactly. If you don't have that really cool, yeah. if you don't have that cool out. Yeah. Um, but there's got to be a way to do yeah. it. And, you know, if a character is really good and they stand the test of time, you know, uh, as cool as the Hobgoblin is, yeah. he, you know, he wasn't the Green Goblin. Yeah. Hobgoblin is really cool. Yeah. But Green Goblin is cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just... And Norman Norman was the best yeah. one. And 
And um, J- so I don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind that he's back. Yeah. You know, someone might mind how he came back. Yeah. But I don't mind that he's back. So are there plans to bring Norman in to the book and get him out of Thunderbolts? Well, Warren Ellis is a pretty big guy. <laughs> <laughs> and and from what I understand, he can drink any man under the table. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I would have that. Um, <laughs> well, Jr. will buy five copies <laughs> if you bring more. Norman back to the book. Thunderbolt is an amazing title. Is Jr. alive? I haven't. Yeah, Jr. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here, but I have to. I've got to. I'm I'm alone with my son, and uh, unless you want to hear a six-year-old, in addition to uh, in addition to what's going on at Texas Stadium, I have to uh, mute things once in a while and just. Awesome, multitasking. Let's. In fact, he in fact he just belts. So it's like unless you want unless you want another hour of that, that's why I muted every day. Hey man, we're all over the map. We've got species and and hostess fruit pies, and it's awesome. Here's my diet coke. Ready? There you go. Uh, Spider-Man hero number 12. He says, hey, Dan, I love your work, and I think you're awesome. He says, uh, who do you think should be the villain in Spider-Man 4? Oh, 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 that's awesome. Um, There are so many villains you could do in Spider-Man 4. The one thing I think they need to do, though, is I think they need to look at the Spider-Man. See, this is the problem. You look at Spider-Man 3, and it was like this huge monetary success. Um, So it's kind of hard to go. Well, you should go back to the films that sold less <laughs> and follow their example. Yeah. Stick to one bill, you know. But I so wish they would do that. Um, the, the, just focus on the one villain, yeah. and and if you have to, figure out a way to make twelve toys out of him. Yeah. You know, because I think that's what it comes down to. Toys. Yep. You're able to sell Sandman toys and New Goblin toys and Venom toys and T-shirts and whatnot. But oh man, I just I. I I really cuz that I think that I was, was I was guessing lizard you'd want lizard in since you're such a big fan. I I would and they've already set it yeah. up. They've already set lizard up to be this this uh great villain just sitting mm-hmm. there. Um given that I've always thought Mysterio would make an amazing villain for a movie mm-hmm. because his whole deal is special effects. Yeah. So you open up an infinite number of amazing movie visuals. Right. Yeah. Because here's a character who's made for the movies. Here's a character that is the ultimate stuntman and the ultimate special effects wizard. Yep. That'd be perfect. So you could just you could go crazy on the screen yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of me would feel upset because eventually he would be redesigned and you would lose the fishbowl. Oh, you can't lose the fishbowl. You gotta, you gotta have, have it. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking that uh, Bruce Campbell would be Mysterio in the movie. I thought there was rumors leading up to three that he would be Mysterio. I mean, you could possibly make him that. I guess I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, anything on Wikipedia you gotta take for a grain of salt. I mean, I think that was on Wikipedia mm-hmm. originally. Yeah. And, and so that, that said, I believe every picture of me on Wikipedia on my area has been doctored because I don't think I'm that bad. <laughs> No, there was a. I saw a couple of pictures. You were with, at a signing with uh, Peter David uh, for the transition of She-Hulk. I think somebody posted those up of you. Yeah, that was that was fun. That yeah. Was huge. Uh, let's see. Uh, the other question is: It's how many years have you loved Spider-Man? You said that's pretty much all your whole life. Uh, around seven yep. or eight. Since I was seven. Or eight and Spider Ben uh, asks, uh, what? What kind of future stories 
do you have for the book after Brand New Day? I well, I guess you can't really answer that one. <laughs> hey, what's what's the next? What's, <laughs> what's the next few years the, like? The, the, <laughs> well, um, I guess the um, um, just in, in speaking in big, broad, generic yeah. terms, because I also don't want to hype people up too soon, too quick, and then the story doesn't come out till summer. And you're like, well, I'm burnt out on that yeah. already. But um, the the second arc I'm going to be doing uh, involves Peter Parker making a wonderfully bad decision. Oh, good. I think that's when Peter's at his best. He does something where he screws up. uh, You know, yeah. yeah, Everybody in the world's going to be looking at him, shaking (laughs) his head. You know, shaking their head. Everybody knows Pete. And why why are you doing that, (laughs) Peter? Peter. And that will what Peter is doing feeds directly into the motivation of the the new super villainess of that arc. Oh, female, female. Um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah, actually, there's, there's, uh, in my second arc, you will get two all new, uh, super villainesses. villainesses. But one is villainesses. <laughs> That's fun to say. One, <laughs> especially with, especially with my list. <laughs> um, but you there's, will get, uh, you'll, you'll get, one of them is, is the main character, another is, is, awesome. is not. One of them is really the focus of the issue. Um, and what Peter's horrible, horrible, horrible choice is kind of really, yeah feeding into what this character is about. And then in my the third arc with uh, John Gramidich, <laughs> uh, the way I've been telling everybody, we, we're putting the old villains in a box and letting them, you know, ferment yeah. until they're at their peak of their rightness. Uh, kind of open it up and let two really, at least two, really big ones out. Yeah. And, awesome. And, oh, boy, everyone's going to go crazy. The uh, next question from Spider Ben, and his avatar is a Spider Ben, by the way. He says, uh, do you ever uh, consider bringing back the original Scarlet Spider, Ben Riley?" Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Man, you're, you're iffy on everything else, but hell no. <laughs> I'm trying to do my best like John Cleese's cheese shop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man! Ben Riley was great in his day. I just I bumped into Bob Budiansky yesterday at the show, and he was editing a lot yeah. of those. It was like, yeah, Ben Riley. You know, it, it, kind of along the same lines of what you said earlier. You know, Hobgoblin's cool, but Green Goblin's better. Spider Ben is cool. Hobgoblin is amazing. Yeah. I don't want to short shrift how cool Hobgoblin yeah. is. But some of my favorite Spider-Man stories uh, from like the Stern years and the Depopper yeah. years. Love those books. Hobgoblin running yeah. around, being this mysterious, you know, ooh, Hobgoblin. Yeah. Those were amazing, yeah. amazing stories. Uh, and I, but, I, go ahead, Spider. Yeah, but I, you, you, if, I may inter- if I may interject, uh, if you know, to plug Spider Girl, I mean, if you guys have been reading Spider Girl, you can see the potential of the character of Hobgoblin. If we didn't have Norman yeah. around, running around and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just me. I, I've enjoyed it. Uh, let's see. Uh, all right. but, but conversely, the best one of all time is Demo Goblin. Oh yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> uh, uh, Spidey. Demo was that Goblin. sarcasm? What was the that sarcasm, or was that really serious? Demo Goblin. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, not you know, everyone busts on guys like Hypno Hustler <laughs> and Gib. Yeah. Not there. Oh, thank God! <laughs> I hit the wrong oh. button. But like everyone, bust, everyone busts on guys like Demo, like on Gibbon and 
and and Hypno Hustler yep. and the Grizzly, and though they're harmless, they're not hurting anybody. But the Demo Goblin, but stuff like Demo Goblin hurts. <laughs> it reaches out of the page and it hurts you. It was a uh, the only one I can think of that I, I I couldn't stand more than Demo Goblin was you had the Rose. Oh yeah, who was sophisticated? He was cool. So how do you make him better? You pump him up with steroids and give him huge guns and call him Blood Rose. <laughs> Classic. The rose was great. Leave him the hell alone. Blood rose. What the? There was a time where you tried to make every Spider-Man villain cooler by giving them guns. (laughs) Where everybody was running around in Spider-Man with guns for a while. Made Spider Hulk with with guns. (laughs) Yeah, and and then yeah, you end up with one cover with Betty Brant with guns. (laughs) Do you remember that cover? Was it? Yeah, was it from Web? That was from that, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah that feels was like Terry a web. Cra- I think it was Terry Cravenoff, or, or whatever you pronounce his last Terry name. Terry Cavanaugh. Yeah. The guy that ultimate... Yeah, Cavanaugh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I think that was his little... Uh, Eddie, that was actually Howard... Eddie. No, that was Howard Mackey. That was Howard oh, Mackey. Okay. The infamous Howard Eddie, Mackey. Eddie, uh, well, I don't want to bust on the specific writer, <laughs> but Betty Brant was... Uh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> come on. You know... But, <laughs> Uh, it's so weird because, like, to think of the journey that character must have made to reach that <laughs> point in time. Because I was just reading, um, you know, the the second appearance of the Vulture earlier this yeah. week, um, with uh, when he was attacking in the Daily Bugle offices, and the other bit was fighting about going to the presses, and and uh, it just had the, it ended on this wonderful beat of Peter and Betty Brant like hiding out under a desk. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Pete was actually kind of making the moves on Betty, being very uncharacteristically forward. Yep. Like, hey, baby, why don't you lean your head on my shoulder and talk to me about Brant, it? Brant, I didn't hire you, know, you for that Spidey position. <laughs> oh, no, Jonah couldn't say anything because Spidey had webbed his yeah, mouth. So Jonah's running around the office going, <laughs> It's like, that comic, yeah, kid. Give it a, and then it just takes a few years later, she's running around with guns. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're going to Australia again, Brisbane, Australia, Spidey Joe 79. What power levels are the Scarlet Spiders at? Will we see that the, they're, well, yeah, we already do see that they're clones of MVP. So Spidey Joe called it. <laughs> he wrote this mm-hmm. back on, uh, uh, so is he like Daredevil or are they like? They, they weren't MVP. They were all Hawk. <laughs> they were clones of DC's Hawk. <laughs> well, how, how powerful are, are Scarlet Spiders? Are they as powerful as Daredevil, Captain America? I guess with the suit, he's more powerful um, than Spider-Man, I guess. I don't know. I, I think it, it's Roger Rabbit logic. Yeah. They're as strong as they need to be for what I need them to do in the yeah. story. No. <laughs> <laughs> <They're>... <laughs> oh, no. He's revealed the secret of how comics work. Oh, no. Making it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're in my mind, they're as strong as Spider-Man was when he was wearing the yeah. suit. Uh, and he says, how in God's name, oh, you got to love it when they start off with that, how in God's name do you keep track of 50 states? Do you have like a giant map of the U.S. at home with all the different heroes in each state listed in them, and who's in Hawaii? <laughs> and do they even need one? <laughs> here's here's the secret of the initiative. Uh, when Right when we were starting, Joe Quesada was really pushing me to write a master list yeah. with with everybody and who was in what state and to come up with, like, a bazillion heroes. Uh-huh. And I thought the biggest fear of that was that you would end up with these heroes you'd never want to read about. <laughs> like, I'm Bluegrass from Kentucky. <laughs> you know, I'm 
blue suede <laughs> shoes from Tennessee. Yeah. You know, I'm a, lo- just, I'm a lo- oh my I'm god, a cowboy from yeah. Texas. Exactly. Yeah. I'm a local from yeah. Hawaii. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Hawaii would Hawaii would be like you know, Mister Poi Poi. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just, who wants to read or maybe, that? Maybe Don and, and, Ho could get powers and power bubbles or something like that. Yeah, no, 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 no. It would be, it would, it, it would be, uh, you know, the ukulele and tiny bubbles would be the sidekick. <laughs> I like that line. That's... Yeah. <laughs> you just run the risk of doing yeah. that, and I didn't want to do that. In my mind, it should be. In my mind, it should be heroes in every state, like what we just did with the Kentucky team in issue mm-hmm. seven where it's the action pack, mm-hmm. and you've got Prima Donna and Vox and Frogman. Yeah. You just get this <laughs> collection of guys. The, the other problem with doing that is the minute you do that, you lock characters to a yeah. state. So if I'm suddenly writing a story and I go, okay, I need the team from Nebraska, and I suddenly go, well, you know who's in Nebraska? Tigra's in Alaska, yeah. uh, Nebraska. And then suddenly someone wants to use Tigra, and they've got to get her from Nebraska <laughs> to Manhattan yeah. or to wherever they need her, and suddenly you get all these commuting superheroes because people will need them in specific stories. And then you get these inane dialogue of, so how are things in Nebraska? Oh, they're great. I'm glad to be back in Manhattan. <laughs> who, who needs that? So my take is don't have a master list that you let everybody see. Let all the other writers have their fun, use whatever characters they want. If they want to show a story taking place in the state, they can put heroes there. Um, and it's no beef with See, me. Like they did that in I'm Iron in Missouri. Is, is there convert- a Missouri team yet? Have we established that Missouri yet? Uh, I don't think we've had one. Okay. Because I, 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 um, I remember now, a classic scene where I think the Hulk and Thing were on top of the arch in like the Fantastic Four one time. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that. Yeah. In, uh, no, you're not getting the thing of the Hulk. In your <laughs> okay. It's not happening. Our, um. But you, but see that way, you know, I I didn't want to make things tough for other writers. Uh, so it's like in Iron Man, um, they they showed a team, um, in uh, you know in Civil War, Millar, uh, he laid out certain teams that existed. Uh, so far in the book, the only teams I've really shown are the Camp Hammond guys in Connecticut, right. and this new team Action Pack in Kentucky, and we have a new version of the Liberty Legion mm-hmm. called the Libertines who will be working out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, but and as, but we're, we're going to start seeing more. Um, but I didn't want to overload everyone at once, and I didn't want to lock down characters okay. uh, into states and make things harder for other Marvel okay. writers. Uh, Spidey Joe's last question is, can Peter have a relatively stable home, you know, like in Spider-Girl? In the last seven years, he's lived with Randy Robertson. He lived alone. He lived back with MJ. He lived with Aunt May. He lived in Avengers Tower. He lived underground. He lived in some cheap motels. He was even in Doctor Strange's mansion. The poor bastard just can't get a trick. (laughs) Compare this with the Fantastic Four. They've got the Baxter Building, and the Avengers have Avengers Mansion and Tower. So is Spider-Man going to get a house? (laughs) Yes, that'll be our new spin-off book, <laughs> Spider-Man Home Equity. As seen on Har- Everyone will As love seen it. on Home and Garden. Every week he'll pay his mortgage. <laughs> yeah, every week he'll pay his mortgage, and he'll work on that new edition. <laughs> like, Extreme Home why? Spider. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think part of the fun of Peter Parker is, you know, this is this is the life he has. Is He's forever tied with Spider-Man, and it's going to... 
it's going to affect him and where he goes and how he lives and what he does. And, you know, if I was Peter, you know, I would be so worried. Where am I going to be when I'm an old man if I live that yeah. long? You know, if, if I don't end up at the bottom of some Doc Ock death <laughs> trap, you know, what's going to happen to me? Am I going to have a 401k? <laughs> am I gonna, you know, like, where am I going to be? That's a horrible yeah. thing to think about. Uh, Crazy Chris, his location, everybody say all after I'm done. He's at the longitude and latitude of a heart in agony. <laughs> oh, poor, oh, oh, there you go. Poor Crazy Chris. But here's why I'm boycotting. <laughs> <laughs> crazy Chris says, how much did the events of initiative number seven actually change Spider-Man's situation? Iron Man and shield still know who he is. And Peter Parker himself has committed nine felonies. So he's still a fugitive from the law. Also, I doubt smart villains like Doc Ock and the Kingpin would be fooled by this stunt. So what is different now? What is different since since initiative number uh-huh. seven? Everything. <laughs> you must go out and buy initiative number seven. It has changed Spider-Man's life for all time. It has cracked the internet in half. <laughs> buy it, buy it, buy it. There you go. Um, I'm sorry. What was the Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> oh, too much psycho. Um what, what is it? Well, you know, of course, Iron Man still knows, and so do the guys in the initiative. Right. Still know. Uh, the, the water has been muddied. Uh, why and where and what that will do, um, you'll have to wait and see. There you go. Just like in the tradition of Stan. <laughs> he also says, uh, "How can Jonah have even a sliver of doubt about who Spider-Man is after what happened?" Because of the fight in friendly neighborhood exactly. Spider-Man, right? right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's the deal. If Peter is doing a favor for Spider-Man and he's wearing the Spider-Man suit, if you believe he was wearing the Scarlet Spider-Man mm-hmm. suit, the Iron Spider suit, the Iron Spider suit has the ability to look like street clothes and still give the wearer spider powers. Right. That could have all been an act from Peter's part. He could have just been playing along and doing this favor for Spider-Man because we don't know what Spider-Man, if there is a fictitious Spider-Man, that Peter is protecting. We don't know what his story is and what enemies are against him or what problems he's right. facing. So that story still holds. It could still be Peter putting on an act and, and telling Jonah about a complete false history. Mm-hmm. And he's still wearing a suit. Right. That Same thing with fighting the Kingpin in prison. It could look at, as long as you're not seeing Peter Parker buck naked. <laughs> Please no, I'm good. <laughs> running around using spider powers. He could have had that suit as a little brief. Yeah. You know, that, that, the minute we saw that in that issue, uh, the JMS did of Civil War with the Spider-Man crossover yeah. issue. The minute we saw that the suit had that power mm-hmm. to, to look like anything, even street clothes, yeah. then that meant he, at any point in time since the unmasking, he could have been in that armor. And that includes friendly neighborhood Spider-Man yeah. issue. It does not diminish that yeah. issue. Keep in mind that it Ooh, doesn't, <laughs> you know, that was an amazing yeah. issue. That was, that was my that favorite was Peter David that he did. My favorite color uh, is going to be Jeff the Dean Wolf, but uh, Jeff yeah. the Dean Well, Wolf, I meant in his Wolf. run of Friendly Neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was oh, that was definitely the, that was the, the crown yeah. of, the, of Peter's Friendly Neighborhood. Uh, we're go- we're going to go up to Canada with Drumma. She says, hey, Dan, I'm really enjoying Hi. Avengers Initiative and was wondering that since you said that we are going to see some more of Trauma soon, are we going to see any more history of the character? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> we're, we're, uh, in the, we have the Avengers annual number one coming up pretty soon, and that's going to reveal uh, four origins of four initiative yeah. members, not of the trauma, but we can expect to find out more about yeah. trauma and what it, because you've got to remember, except for Mutant Zero, mm-hmm. none of the uh, ex none of the characters in the uh, initiative are mutants. Yeah, that you get characters that got their powers the old-fashioned way with radioactive bites and magic canes mm-hmm. and all the goodies that come with that. So everyone's got to have an origin. Right. So you got to say to yourself, why is trauma right. that way? How do trauma's powers work? You know, besides the fact that he's a scrub. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? We are on the last question. Ladies and gentlemen, oh. last question. Three hours in. We're... we're we're hitting Morbius, uh, who is, uh, as we said earlier, is under the weather. But he wanted, he had one question for you, Dan. He says, "Is it about the marriage?" <laughs> Negative. It's an initiative question. He says, "Hey, Dan, sorry I couldn't be on the cast today. I was really looking forward to it. I had one question ready for you, though, that I really is Mary Jane married in the initiative." <laughs> in hey, hey, that was my question. In reading what happened in Avengers Initiative Number 7, it seems that Peter is now in a situation where the public is basically left to decide for themselves if they believe Peter is Spider-Man or not, so he'll still have to be hounded by people that believe it, but others who still think Spidey's identity is a mystery, and I assume Peter will keep denying it. So to me, that sounds extremely similar to the situation Daredevil has been in almost since Bendis' run began. He was unmasking, unmasked by a tabloid, so some believed it and others didn't, but he denied it vehemently. Then when it was proven to, to the world to be true and he went to prison, Iron Fist paraded around in a D- Daredevil suit, and doubt was placed again. So after that too big a long an explanation, and I'm almost out of breath, my question is simply, what is your... How is it yeah, what's the response to how is it different than yeah, how is what is your response to that reaction? And thanks, Dan. Looking forward to your ASM run. So, how's it different than Daredevil? Is it square? It's different because we did it in one issue. <laughs> <laughs> well, people need to. Serious. In the olden days, comics used to take one issue to tell, and you get your story in. Gosh <laughs> darn it! Dag, blast it! Get off my lawn! <laughs> um... <laughs> So, you know, that, that's one of the main reasons it's different. We we, we did all that in one issue. Wow, that's done in that's, one. That's pretty darn yeah. impressive. Done yeah. in one. Um, and, and, hey, Spidey fans, if you haven't picked up Avengers the Initiative number seven, it is a done in one issue that you can read all by itself. You, you sir, want. are a pimp. <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the, one of the ways it's different is you'll have to read one more day. Um, we've, we've done it now, and now there's there's like two issues in one more day, and this is just uh, step one. There you go. This is this isn't the end. This isn't the end result. This isn't the uh, you know. This isn't where the story there's stops. More chapters coming. No, 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 no. Just the weird twists <laughs> of the uh, tangled skein of Spider-Man's wow. life. That, and where it will go and what it will do. And, Man, you're dropping 50-cent words. Yeah. Tangled skein. <laughs> I know. That's, that's well, tangled well, skein on a Sunday morning. Holy cow, nothing like that. Dan, yeah. you are a... Uh, I got oh, a I'm sorry. Good God, man. I, I, I got to pee. We're not going to hear funny. it over... No, no, I'm saying it. Just, just go in the restroom right now. Just be, No one's going to notice over the six-year-old 
over 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 the people in Texas, <laughs> over you know, it's the wind. No one's gonna hear your urination. I, I have to, I have to tell it. you, back in March we interviewed Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends, and I swear to God, uh, I, I, no, I swear to God, Friends took a leak during the interview. I swear. Oh, stop. <laughs> go, stop. go back to. I didn't even know Go back that. to the March show. That, that's You'll hear a tinkle. That's going to be edited out. <laughs> I don't <it>? know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Go ahead, Spidey dude. One last question. We'll let Dan go. <laughs> uh, so the timing, of, uh, the timing of the issue was on purpose, correct? There wasn't – this was this was done as intended. It wasn't supposed to, you know, be a part of the delay, delay, delay. Three um, delay, baby. This, this issue uh, – <laughs> This issue was going to be, be done, and it had to be done before one more day okay. was over. Okay. Okay. Um, for for reasons we will get into in some kind of postmortem yeah. after one. Well, more Jr. Day. Any final words yeah. for Dan? No, no. Right now, just uh, glad, uh, appreciate him spending as much time with no us. No doubt, as Dan. Oh, this, cool. you're, you're a rock star, man. This was three hours in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Where's Where's Lovey? And, oh my God! And exactly. And, and <laughs> if you have any other questions for Dan, he's a regular on our board now, so feel free to ask him a question, and he'll answer the best I can, he can, I guess. Hopefully, and, and, and if you don't get the answer in a timely fashion, please realize we're doing like three seconds. <laughs> well, Dan, again, when, when's your run come out? Is it January? January. So? January comes out. Oh, also, uh, and be sure after uh, one more day, be sure to check out the uh, Director's Cut, too, of uh, Swing Chip. As it will have. Anything else you want to pimp? Anything else you want to pimp out before we go? Stuff. <laughs> um, no, this is all, I've been pimping like crazy yeah. throughout the whole thing. Well, you know. Well, Dan, it's been an honor. You're a good sport for doing this so long. I appreciate. it. Oh, it was fun. And a big thanks goes out to Dan Slot for being such a good sport and answering every single question from our message board. You know, it's amazing, but those three hours just seem to fly by. And you know, Dan, if you're game, we'll do it all again real soon. Also, I want to thank our sponsor of the show, MailOrderComics.com. It's where the Crawl Space staff orders their monthly books, and you should give them a try. Again, that's MailOrderComics.com. Now we've got one more show in November. That's just a regular gang. It's JR and Spidey Dude and myself. Now I'll post that next, so be on the lookout for that in a couple days. And coming up in December, our December podcast, we have Steve Safel. He wrote that uh, huge coffee table book of Spider-Man called Spider-Man the Icon. Now, I've started a thread on our message board for you to ask him a question during the show. And uh, Titan Books, they've been kind enough to allow us to give away a free copy of the book. All you have to do is design a cool message board banner and email it to me. The address is spidermancrawlspace at hotmail.com. There's no hyphen in Spider-Man. It's just spidermancrawlspace at hotmail.com. And the gang, JR and Morb and Spidey Dude and myself will pick a winner. Again, thanks for listening. I'm Brad Douglas, and we'll be back in just a few days.